With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back for part two of uh, Behind the Steel Curtains, Know Your Enemy podcast uh joined as always by jeffrey benedict my name of course is michael beck in part one we talked to uh, dan lavoy of buffalo rumblings uh just just chatting more about the this matchup here both jeffrey and myself now jeffrey can the steelers figure this running game out i, I know we we left off talking about the fullback but with james connor coming back uh potentially we m- might even see marquise pouncey back in the lineup this week you can can they turn this around or is this running game just a lost cause at this point Marquise Pouncey would help. I mean, Marquise Pouncey is not the Marquise Pouncey we know from five years ago, but he is still a pretty good run blocker, and he's a, he's a definite upgrade on what we've seen from Hassenhauer. Granted, Washington has one of the better run defenses, and they have one of the better front fours. In the NFL, Buffalo does not, but Hassenhauer, Hassenhauer isn't that guy. He's not going to be a good run blocker. He's he's passable in pass blocking. He is not in run blocking. And David DeCastro hasn't been good. Those two have been awful the last two weeks. They they have been they have just been getting blown up consistently uh, on on most run plays. On most run plays, they have a few bright spots. There are a few times you can see them get a double team and get pushed. Most of the time, it's not there. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm still wondering what it would take. Like, there's kind of a little debate among. I don't know if you've seen it on the on our little our group chats, but uh, there's been debate. What will it take for Kevin Dotson to get in the lineup? I it would take an injury, in my opinion. I don't think DeCastro. I think DeCastro is in that category where he would have to take himself out. Steelers aren't going to bench him. And uh, same with Marquise Pouncey last year. As bad as he was playing last year, if he's healthy, he's in there because he's earned that. 
that's you know that's how I think that's kind of how they view it. Like you've done enough, you're you're in there. We'll let, we'll trust you to figure it out. But right now, DeCastro is bad. Uh, I'd love to see Dotson in there, but even even Dotson wouldn't help right now if Hassenhauer's in there. You're you're going to need to get Pouncey back. You're going to need to put get either DeCastro healthy or Dotson in there. And even then, even then, you're going to have to change up some of the offense. We've seen some we've seen some rays of hope. We've seen Ben under center. We saw a play action touchdown, uh, the first of the year, the first play action touchdown, the first uh, touchdown not out of the shotgun. Uh, all year was with Ben with that play action pass and in, against in, Baltimore. That was nice. Or was that? That was the Jaguars. Uh, so we've seen some hope. We've seen some glimmers of hope. These drops by the receivers might might get some things changed. But right now, right now, no. Like the running game is is kind of just dead. Now you talked about two of the offensive linemen in the interior there. Matt Filer on that left side has, has I've seen some clips where he's also struggled. Uh, what's going on with him? It, he was always kind of uh, when he came in the NFL, he was a guard. Then he bumped out to tackle. Looked really, really good. He was arguably the best offensive lineman the Steelers had last year. Then he moves back to guard this year, and he he seems to be struggling a bit. Is he playing out of position? Is he is he more of a tackle now, or what's going on with Matt Filer? Well, him and early on, Alejandro Villanueva is is harder to play next to than than other tackles. He's he he's different. He just plays the position differently uh, than other other tackles do. He's a little harder to to play against play next to. Uh, I think that hurt Filer early this year. They were looking bad early. They've been looking better. Uh, and then against Washington, Josh, uh, not Josh, the Allen, whatever his name oh, is, uh, but uh, Washington's defensive lineman, Allen, the, he, he, he just, he just destroyed Matt Filer so many times. He just, he just owned him. And it, that's, that's out. That's him. You know, that's, that's what he does. He had that, uh, Filer is very strong. Allen just kicked his butt. Like he just really did. So I don't, I don't know if that's a fight, if that's just a matchup issue where he just got owned that game and he'll be back and he'll be fine. We'll have to see. Yeah, I know this offense line, it's been interesting because Ben continues to not take sacks. Is that due to him getting rid of the ball so fast or why has Ben Roethlisberger not been sacked in like more than a month and a half now at this point? This run, this game, this offensive line is built to protect the quarterback. They, they focus on that. The offense, the design, everything is set up to protect Ben. And he does get rid of the football faster than anybody. Uh, I, I think last check it was he, he's a whole tenth of a second faster than second place, which, which in those kind of measurements is, is a pretty significant difference. Uh, so I, I think mostly I would say 80% Ben on that is, is the offense and Ben getting rid of the ball quick. And 20% is, is the actual pass blocking being good. They're good pass blockers across the board. I mean, Chuk Sikorafor was a pass blocker who couldn't run block, and suddenly he's one of their more decent run blockers on that line. David DeCastro can still pass block. He can't run block right now. Uh, Filer's always been a very solid pass blocker, and and Alejandro Villanueva never gives up sacks. He just doesn't. I don't. It's, it seems like he just doesn't ever give up a sack. Yeah, no, he. I, I'll give Big Al a lot of credit. He bounced back from a from a down year a year ago. I think he just has more. Uh, more, uh, I don't know, him and Ben just play on a, a deeper level. I think he just kind of understands where Ben is and his drops more frequently. But with all that being said, relating this offense to this 
upcoming game against the Bills. How are the Steelers going to be able to move the ball, and will they have a successful day moving the ball? Because this is another good defense. Well, here's the positive, Marks. The Bills are one of the worst defensive teams against deep balls this season. They give up the most yards per deep ball attempt. They do have the third highest rate of interceptions on deep passes, but they give up some of the most deep ball yardage in the NFL. Uh, they're better against short routes. They're not great. The short routes we love to run all the time. They're better against those than they are deep routes, and they force fumbles. I think they have four forced fumbles this year that they've recovered uh, on sh against short passes. So they will pull. They'll 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 rip the ball out. I would love to see this be a game where the Steelers just really do take teams to task for playing in the box, for 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 playing up close to the line, and you know playing off that that quick release that Ben is doing. And really, really go downfield. You know, the Bills don't have a great pass rush. They're not good against deep balls. Take them to it. You know, you know, hold the ball that that tenth of a second or two tenths of a second longer and, and let these guys get open and, and let's do something. Uh, I would love to see, absolutely love to see them use Chase Claypool this this game at the X, get him away from Tredavious White, you know, and and get him out there and let him let him run. Let him run. Let him get into that secondary. Mess with those safeties. We we've seen it numerous times. We saw it uh, even in Washington. There was a play. He ended up on a safety, and, and there was no contest there. It's no contest. If he gets on a safety, it's over. It's over. You've won that. They just got to get him going. And and I think I think this is a good game to do it. Now you bring up Chase Claypool. His snaps fell off last week. Did you see anything in the film that would explain that? Because Chase didn't seem to be the guy that's having the the problem with the drop. So what what kind of went into to that decision? Or did you even see one? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me at all. It really did. Like they just kind of gave up on running deep and running deep routes. And Washington was like, "We'll put one safety deep and jam up, you know, everyone up front." And the Steelers aren't attacking that. Uh, and then. And the one time they do, they run they run three verticals against on a fourth and one, and they throw it to Anthony McFarland. Uh, you know, it, some of it doesn't seem to make sense uh, when you watch when you watch the defense. There were there were plays where the middle of the field was open from the start. Like they're really not. There's the deep safety, and that's it. That's all that's in the middle of the field. There's all kinds of room for slants and work underneath. They just weren't throwing it. They weren't throwing it, and some of the plays there weren't even routes going into the middle of the field. Uh, so they've got to they've got to think about how they do this offense. And I think one of the big problems, one of the big problems, is how much they're relying on Ben Roethlisberger to call the plays and to, and to to make up plays, even like he like he says he's been doing in that no huddle offense. They seem to go heavily with that, and it's it was great until teams catch on, you know. You can't you can't just constantly do that. Now, what what do you think the reason is for that? Is that because Ben is drawing it up, or excuse me for being blunt, is Randy Feekner incompetent? <laughs> I'm not going to say Randy Feekner is incompetent. He's pretty he's pretty solid. We've seen some creativity. We see some willingness to experiment from him. The problem is reinventing this offense in a way that still works with Ben. You know. I, I, I want to say this, and, and it sounds like I'm criticizing Ben, but when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and they were running Bruce Arians' offense, he was he was not good. And they brought plays from New England and instilled more of them in the offense. He did better. When Peyton Manning went to Denver, he brought his entire offense with him. 
you know, Ben has a style that fits him. And if you're asking a quarterback at 38 years old, who's been doing one, you know, been running, a, you know, one offense kind of, you know, like one style of offense to be like, you know what, we're going to change up how you read things. We're going to change up how you do your footwork. It's not going to work. It has to fit with what Ben Roethlisberger does. So I'm not going to blame Randy Feekner too much. I, I will say for, for what they're doing with Ben is they're trusting him too much. And it's the same thing we saw in 2005 with Peyton Manning and Dick LeBeau, where Dick LeBeau picked up the tendencies Peyton Manning had. Peyton Manning goes up to the line of scrimmage, yells Omaha, flaps his arms like a bird. And the Steelers are like, yeah, we know you're not running it. We know you're not running it. And we, we kind of know where you're throwing it, too. We kind of have an idea of what you're going to audible to based on what we look like. And it, it just I, – I used to talk to about it uh, at the time, about, like, when you, when you watch the movie The Waterboy and the one guy has, like, the, the coaching football for idiots book and is, like, laughing as he's pointing out what the other team's going to do. Like, like, that's what a great defensive coordinator isn't going to be fooled by a quarterback. The quarterback has more – has tendencies – they have ways they're going to do it. If you don't have an offensive coordinator who's sitting there out of the, the field, off the field, looking at it, you know, making the play calls and playing that chess game, you can't ask Ben Roethlisberger to play, you know, chess at the same point that he's playing football. You know, he's out there getting hit. He's in the moment. He's seeing that. You, you can't ask him to also be winning a chess match. Now, one of Ben's favorite targets this year, Deontay Johnson, he's getting the ball thrown at him a ton. And he's also one of the biggest culprits when it comes to dropping the football. And he's done it consistently all year. It, it's not just been a recent issue, although it's kind of been kind of uh, multiplied because of how bad it's been. Do you think Deontay is going to like kind of fall out of favor with the offense here pretty quickly? Or is he even going to be Ben's top target as we move into uh, December and January? He, I think he, I think he stays there. I really do. Uh, San Antonio Holmes used to drop balls. Ben still threw to him. Uh, when Antonio Brown first started coming on in 2011, he he had like a third the yards of Mike Wallace and more targets. And he had, his catch rate was in the 40s. And it was awful. He was absolutely playing awful. But he was getting open and Ben was throwing in the ball. Second half of that season, you know, at some point, A.B. starts clicking and the, and the production catches up to the targets. Ben is that kind of guy, if you are running the routes the way he wants, if he's got that connection with you and he knows where you're going to be, he's going to throw it to you. Uh, the problem with Deontay Johnson is that ball's got to hit him in the numbers. If it's down by his legs, if it's up, especially if it's up like here, if it's here or here, he's not catching it. He's just not going to catch it. He like, I, I go back to when he was drafted. I did a film room on him. And I was like, well, he has a tendency of dropping balls that are, that are at head height. It just was a problem that showed up on film. It's still there. It's still a glaring problem uh, that's on film, shows up every week. He's dropping those passes. You can't do that. You just you can't do that. He has to work that out of his game somehow. He hasn't yet, and, and it's a problem. Now, before we relate this back to the Bills game, Eric Ebron's the other guy. That's uh, he. It, it's been a, an issue with him for his entire career in Detroit, in Indianapolis. Eric Ebron, he, he's a big playmaker, but he'll drop some brutal passes that are inexplicable at times. And he's done that the last couple of weeks. It's, it's really kind of uh, grown exponentially for one Mr. Eric Ebron. Is he someone that's going to start losing those snaps to Vance McDonald? And is he even going to see the second year of his uh, of his contract? I think he'll sort it out. I, I think Ebron will be all right. Uh, 
again, his his are very his are almost very specific. He does have drop problems, but if you look, almost all of his drops, he's got his back to the defense. He's facing Ben. The ball comes right and hits him in his hands, but he's got that like looking over his shoulder, like oh, I'm about to take a hit. Just yeah. just stop throwing those to him. Just stop throwing those to him. Like put Vance in, like like find a way to not run Eric Ebron in a stupid like five yard stop route where he just stops and turns. Because every single time he does that, he's like, oh, he's looking over his shoulder because he thinks he's going to get hit. He's taken a lot of hits this year. He's playing a lot more snaps. He is still on pace to set his career record for snap count. Just, you know, like ease off on him. Where he is his best is when he is running deeper routes. Run him deeper routes. It doesn't matter if you throw to him. Like put him next to James Washington. Run James Washington on a short route. Run Eric Ebron on a longer route. And, and you know, make stuff happen. Just, just stop. Eric Ebron short. Just, just stop it. Like it's I don't see I don't see why you do that. Any linebacker can cover a four-yard sharp stop route from Eric Ebron. Anybody. Vince Williams can cover that. That's not a problem. It's it's when he's actually running deeper routes, when he's doing posts and he's doing slants and seam routes, run those with him. That's where he's dangerous. And that's where he catches the ball more. Now, this game against Buffalo, obviously. Mike Tomlin's basically said, like, whoever catches the ball is going to be the guys that are uh, playing playing the downs. Uh, against Buffalo, if you had to predict one player to be that leading receiver, who do you think it's going to be? I think they go back to Chase Claypool. Uh, I don't think it's going to be James Washington. They really solved him. Tredavious White absolutely destroyed him last year when he was doing really good and Devlin Hodges and him had chemistry and he was carrying James Washington was carrying Devlin Hodges at that point in the season. And Tredavious white just refused to touch James Washington, followed him and played the ball. And you just, James couldn't do anything against that because he's not fast enough. He's not, he doesn't have enough change of direction to beat a guy with the footwork and crazy athleticism that Tredavious white had, uh, they they can shut James Washington down. They know how to do that. Uh, I, I really think I really think it would be Chase Claypool. I've seen nothing at all that tells me that that the Steelers are going to use Juju Smith Schuster better, where they're going to get him a little deeper. Uh, they only throw him the ball on like when it's one or two yards past the line of scrimmage and go fight for a first down. That's that's all they really do, and it, it's. It's frustrating to me to watch because there's plays he's open. There's plays he has leverage on guys where he makes those catches. Those are catches the guy makes. And uh, like the like the the one this week, the one against Washington, where he was in triple coverage and took a nasty shot to the head, guy's elbow right to his face, like to his helmet. He was open. Ben just threw it late. Like Ben threw him into coverage when he was open on that seam route. He had it. And Ben just was like, nah, nah. okay, now I'll throw it, and Juju's getting crushed. So something's happened there. Juju and Ben are not on the same page right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go chase Claypool. I'm going to go chase Claypool because Buffalo gives up deep yards. Before we chat a little bit more about the Steelers' defense in this game, just kind of looking at this offense as a whole, I know for me it's been incredibly frustrating at, at times just – how they're trying to move the ball. Do you feel the same way? Do you feel that frustration? Absolutely. It is incredibly frustrating to watch this offense right now. And and especially when I heard, like, because it looks to fans, 
fans we look at and we say, we know what we're doing. Like my sister's like, they should just triple team Deontay Johnson because that's the only person Ben's going to throw to. Like she'll say stuff like that. And I'm like, no, that's not true. And then I'll be like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that is true actually. But like they need, oh gosh, my brain. That's fun. But they, they've got to stop being predictable. Washington came out and said it. Their defenders came out and said it. They looked at Pittsburgh's offensive tendencies, and they, they kind of knew what we were running. They kind of knew what to expect. You can't have that. We don't have the talent to beat that anymore. Uh, one of the points, I, one, of the, one of the comparisons I wanted to make was Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs now, and he talked about how Stephon Diggs put all of those guys lower, so everyone's better this year. Stephon Diggs is that number one guy. Josh Allen has chemistry with him. He trusts him, and it puts everyone else a step lower where the defense is paying less attention to them and they're better. Ben doesn't have that guy. We were, we were, we've been talking about that. Chase Claypool has all the talent. Him and Ben aren't on the same page yet, so he can't be the number one guy. He's just not there. They, they're not connecting right. Like It's just not, it's not fully there yet. Uh, Deontay Johnson's dropping passes. James Washington and Ben have never, never really had it. And Juju and Ben don't seem to have it. They don't have a number one receiver right now. And when they had that, when they had Antonio Brown, it was okay if you kind of knew what was coming because you still couldn't stop it. You couldn't stop Ben to Antonio. They were so good together that it didn't matter that you knew what route was coming. And if you knew what route was coming and you brought enough help there, other stuff was open. There's no one like that right now. And, and I think more than anything, it's messing with Benj Benjamin Roethlisberger. Uh, it's messing with how he is, is approaching plays. It's messing with how he's approaching the offense. He's looking for that guy. I think one of the reasons he's force-feeding Deontay Johnson is he's trying to make Deontay that guy. He's trying to say, hey, I, I have faith in you. I have trust in you. Start catching these and let's, you know, let's do this. It's just not happening yet. Old Benjamin Todd. Uh, I, I think they'll they'll figure something out, but man, it, it's one of the most frustrating things. Uh, really I think we can both completely agree on. But flipping over to the defensive side, one young Mr. Alex Highsmith makes his uh, first NFL start last week. How did he look in that first start, uh, and what, what do you expect from him uh, in game number two against Buffalo? He was solid. Uh, he was really solid. He was kind of his day was kind of dwarfed by Cam Hayward just just absolutely going off in that game. Cam Hayward was just taking their guard and driving him into the quarterback. And when they gave him a double team, he took both of them into the quarterback. Like Cam Hayward was was dominating that game. Uh, High Smith had a solid game. He had a couple of really good pressures. But Alex Smith was Alex Smith, especially in the second half, was getting rid of the ball so quickly. He was doing a really good job of taking away our pass rush. Uh, the only times we really got him were on, were on plays where he held the ball too long and the, the Steelers kept pocket contained. Uh, that was the only problems he had. Highsmith had a solid game. Highsmith was solid. He played a lot more snaps than he has before. I, I think I mentioned it in my snap count article, but we had four players set uh, career snap count records in that game with Ola Sukanmi Adeniyi, Alex Highsmith, Cameron Sutton, and Justin Lane. Uh, Highsmith was the best of those four. And so I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, no. And this, this entire defensive unit, what are you kind of expecting Buffalo to try to attack here? I think they're going to they're gonna spread us out. They're really going to do four wide receivers. Uh, if Joe Hayden 
isn't out there. I, I know I'm I know I'm harping on this, but this is this this is that big of a game changer. If Joe Hayden isn't out there, Justin Lane is out there. And that's that's your game right there. That's your strategy. What's your strategy? Whoever who's on Justin Lane, what's his responsibility and how do we attack him? Uh because they're gonna test him. He had a bad game on film. Uh the other team's gonna look at that and say, you know what, we're coming at him. Uh hopefully he can come and have a big Big improved game. He's he's much better in man, in my opinion, than he is in zone uh, at this point. And I'd love to I'd love to see him bounce back. Uh, but if he's if he's out there, that's where you attack it. If Joe Hayden is out there and they're playing, then Buffalo has a tougher has a tougher thing. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see probably a lot more looking to get running backs and tight ends involved. You're gonna see a lot more of that uh, depth receivers getting targeted because. Every, everything's harder when this defense is healthy, when that secondary is healthy, it, it's not easy to move the ball. Now, Avery Williamson and Vince Williams look to be the starting duo at, at the middle of the field this week and play a, a high percentage of those passes or those snaps rather. What, to, what do you kind of expect from those two guys together? And w- what will the defense have to do to make sure uh, those two guys have a successful day? You said the two linebackers, the two linebackers, the Williams Williams. And Williamson. Williamson. Yeah. Uh, I like what I've seen from Avery Williamson as he reminds me of a, a slightly more responsible version of Mark Barron. Um, he's mostly a, a middle zone guy. What they, what they like him in is just that linebacker short zone, uh, which is sad because I'd like to see us use more man this game, especially if Lane is in there. But I, I think we're going to see, we're going to, we're going to see them be all right. We're going to, we're probably going to see more dime. Uh, because of it, if they're going four wide receivers, we like to run a lot of nickel against four wide receivers, but you don't want those two out there uh, with, with against four wide receivers. You don't want Vince out there right now. Um, and, if, and if and if they're willing to do that, there's your target. There's you know you, that's the guy. You're 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 put, pointing a sign at a place on the field and saying Buffalo attack this. So I, I don't think we'll see that as much. I'd love to see some UG three mixed in. Uh, they've been trying to limit Vince's snaps ever since Devin Bush went out. Devin Bush and Vince were great together because Bush just handled everything beyond past the line of scrimmage and, and Vince could attack everything. Uh, but that's not the case now. So I, I think Avery Williamson will be all right. I don't think – what I'm trying to say is they don't fit – they didn't fit well together with Washington and against Washington. Avery Williamson and Vince Williams, uh, they didn't seem to gel well once uh and especially once Hayden was out and they could attack Vince Williams it was it looked bad yeah I know this can be a great audition for Avery every Avery Williamson if I can get that out of course he's in a contract year so we know he's got a lot to play for and who knows he might earn himself a a second contract in Pittsburgh to be a a backup guy or if Vince Williams takes a step back he could be like Avery Williamson's been a stud his last two teams so Perhaps that might be the next option in the future, but that's uh, that's more to something to keep an eye on as the year goes on. But as we uh, head to the top of the hour here, uh, let's get to our usual uh, our usual uh, quartet of ending questions. The old uh, plug one player off the Bills and throw him on the Steelers. Who's a uh, who's that one guy for you? I'm, I'm bringing Terrell's brother, I'm bringing Tremaine Edmonds over, especially right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'll, I'm okay pairing him with Devin Bush you know, in the future, but right now, absolutely Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, no, I know. I, I definitely agree with that. Then especially because what we will end up having all the Watts and all the Edmonds at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> my, the, 
It's hard though because I really, I really think Josh Allen is the second coming of Ben Roethlisberger. He's the closest thing I've seen to him, and he's showing he has it. It would be very tempting to take him and be like, you know what, we're going to go back in time and just do this all over again. That was going to be my pick, uh, yeah. Josh Allen. You know what? I, Josh Allen's going to win an MVP in his career. He, he's Ben Roethlisberger who runs like a four or five. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Where that Ben was like to. throwing defensive linemen to the ground. Josh Allen just runs away from him. Oh, exactly. It's like Aaron Rodgers being Kurt Warner that's mobile. It, yeah. it, it's just like the second coming of that player. And all of a sudden, they go from a Hall of Famer to Mount Rushmore type. And Josh yeah. Allen might, he has potential to do that. And I, I think if the Bills are ever going to win a Super Bowl, because we all know Bills love, stands for boy, I love losing Super Bowls, they, uh, they certainly could do it with Josh Allen. But, uh, as we move along here, X factor for the game. What uh, what do you expect in this one? X factor is going to be the pass rush, hundred yeah. percent. Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Stephon to it. Somebody's got to step up, have a huge game. Cam Hayward's been having them, but it, it it's just not getting home. Uh, so I'd love to see Stephon to it play a more responsible game, uh, and I'd love to see Alex Highsmith get something going really really get something going in the pass rush because if, if Bud Dupree had been there in that Washington game, he would have been feasting because Cam was just destroying people. And when Cam Hayward destroys people, that's when Bud Dupree has a great game. It, it was always the case. You know, Bud Dupree has a great game. Cam, Cam Hayward's destroying people and he's destroying people. Yeah. My X factor, I think would uh, be uh, the drop passes. If they could have a three or less, that's, st- that's still a lot of drop passes, but three or less, I, I think, I think they beat Washington and I think they absolutely blow the barn doors off Baltimore. If that's, uh, if you can pick and choose what those, uh, those catches are. No, is, that, uh, super- is that three drops per receiver you're allowing? No, that's, that's three total. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they've been doing. They've been doing the three each. Exactly. Uh, Just me throws $5 in the tip jar. Uh, She says, can we get all the Watts too? Great show guys. Thank you. Thank you. Just me for the the five bucks. You know what? If JJ Watt gets his wish uh, and ends up looking for a new team, that guy's got sponsorship money out the, out the wazoo. Uh, If he wants to play for a championship contender and you know how tight the Watts are, I I wouldn't be surprised. Even if it was to be uh, to battle with Alex Highsmith as the, as the other outside rusher, like, like legitimately, (laughs) <laughs> he wouldn't be a backup, but like I think no, you, you might find another role for Alex Highsmith to play would, in. But uh, he would not. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun though. Get both yeah. Watts and then Hay- Hayward and uh, two would, in the middle. You'd have three guys who can like go outside and play defensive end and, and edge rush, and also play <laughs> defensive tackle. Yeah, and they'd all just be like absolute line wreckers. Yeah. You, it would, I'd go three three. I'd like be like TJ, you're playing off the ball. You know, because just, or just whatever get on one side, TJ on the other, and be like, who's gonna just every week have his mom call and be like, who's gonna get more sacks this week? You know, oh, that, Matt, we do that. To, don't you don't have to be sponsored by Subway if uh, if we <laughs> get all three watts. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, if we get the, the third watt, I'm going to message their family every single day until we can uh, have our guest spot be uh, either mom or dad come on every single week with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be great. Um, couple more things before we get out. Uh, of course, our uh, final score prediction in this one. We, we've been picking the Steelers a lot this year. Uh, do things change against Buffalo? Who's been surging as the Steelers have been struggling? This this one, this one's what I don't like to make. Um, I don't think Hayden comes back. And this this is my caveat. Again, if Hayden is playing, Steelers win this. That's my opinion. 
I don't think he is, and I'm going to go 31 to 20 Buffalo. Ooh, a big deficit in that game. That that is outstanding on that one. Oh, I, you know, I said I was going to pick the Steelers every single every single game. Uh, I think like two weeks ago, but uh, now oh, with how be- bad they've played, I, I legitimately cannot pick the Steelers in good faith. Um, either Ben's got to just be on fire. He he has been playing good though, so so that that's what makes it tough. Like. Could the Steelers randomly find a running game? I suppose, but that's, I guess James Connor's just going to have to come in and do something incredible and just make the first guy miss behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be an 11 point game, but uh, I'm going to go uh, Buffalo 21, Pittsburgh 20. Tight game. Uh, I- I'm a little nervous in this one. It's, but it's possible, but boy, this is the first time I don't have faith. Um, as uh, as we uh, get to the top of the hour here, um, what what uh, kind of great stuff uh, can we expect from you coming out in the coming days at uh, Behind the Steel Curtain, Jeffrey? Well, we just uh, Dave Schofield and I just finished a vertex on the Washington running back who just was the best, had the most receiving yards we've given up for quite a while to a running back, um, and that covers so much more than that. That covers that covers Robert Spillane, that covers Vince Williams, and uh, it covers a lot because. He asked me to look into that, and I was like down the rabbit hole for for a day and a half. Uh, and then I've got one coming out, and I just I just no, I had one just come out that was uh, on the defense and how well the defense played. I had a film room on that, uh, and I'm hoping to get one out later talking about the offense, talking in depth about the offense, what's wrong with it, and, and really, you know, how do we fix this? Asking those questions. And uh, as we uh, come to the end of our show here, I just want to remind everyone to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. All your great insight, analysis, and breakdown of uh, pregame, postgame, everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So make sure you're clicking over to our website. Also, make sure to listen to our entire family of podcasts. Uh, you can catch us here on uh, on YouTube, now also streaming live on Facebook. Uh, and you can, catch, uh, you can download our podcasts and listen to them anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, for my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.